Do you know sharks have two penises? What? Do they? They have two sets of teeth. No. Penises. <laughs> Hit up at PGH underscore SVH with, with your facts about shark pains. No, I don't need them. I know them. <laughs> I wrote the book. Welcome to the Nerdaplexy Movie Review Show mini episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have Sam and Dave. Let's dive in. All right, so if you were going through the list chronologically, the last movie we watched was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. This is normally the part where I would ask Dave what he thinks, but we heard what he thinks because he was on that episode. That was actually my first record with you guys, and you could tell that my mic wasn't as good as it is now. So I apologize to all of the listeners and to Reed and Sam for that, but uh, I'm digging my new mic. It's fun to have toys. Indeed. But that yeah, it was a great ep. A lot of real vanilla ice heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we watched the turtles. They went, ninja went, ninja went. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that is a an accurate summation, I would say. I, I like that it, you guys. I mean, I, I didn't think about it until we recorded that one about how it was basically the height of his popularity, and then it just like dropped dramatically from that moment on, precipitously. There was just no more Vanilla Ice until Rob Van Winkle came back in the two thousands. He never came back. <laughs> That's a good point. He did start going by <laughs> Rob Van Winkle. That much is true, but he didn't come back. Now, so is that that's his that's his uh, uh, birth name? I think that's his his given name. See, I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, I understand he went Vanilla Ice. That's pretty good because like you're playing on the fact that you're a white boy rapping. Okay, Robert Matthew Van Winkle. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good handle. That's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you depart from that. I feel like maybe he should have started with Rob Van Winkle. See, or worked on the winkle of it all. You know what I'm saying? Really went for the winkle of it. He worked with the van, which made vanilla, right? I'm guessing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Or just mm -hmm. the fact that he's a white guy is that he's why he's vanilla. I don't know. I think that's 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 probably more closely tied to his decision. I think you should have worked the winkle of it all a little bit more. What would your rap name be if your name was Rob Van Winkle then, Reed? Well, it's tough because it's the '90s, so you know. I, I, I maybe, I maybe work on the wink of it all. Winkle, winkle, little star. That's pretty bad. <laughs> what would your rap name be now? Big winks, something along those lines, or little, little, Tiddly little, winks. little tiddly winkies, something along those lines. Winkies. Old no, I sleepy, think, I think old he'd... sleepy Rob. All, all I'm getting out of this <laughs> is that he did the right thing by going by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> well, okay, I, that may be, but Rob Van Winkle, I think, is a cool name. I think he should have just cool. stayed with his name. Yeah. Robbie V. What would your What would your rap name be, Reed? I, I think I would just go with, with, with DJ Sleepy. I dig it. DJ Sleepy, huh? I never considered it. I never did either, but I thought of that for Rob Van Winkle because, you know, Rip Van Winkle, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That was a deep vein. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, 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 I fucked Plus that up. We, 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 we increased our mining um, there big time. <laughs> I don't think I would have a rap name, but I don't know. I, I, I don't have like any bits. I, I think you have to like rap a little bit first so that. You gotta know what your persona is all about. Right, you right, where you're coming from. the persona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think your rap style needs to be involved in that as well. Because then you can like, and then are are you picking just one rap name or are you going to be one of those guys that gets a couple like, uh, you, you know, Lil Wayne and... Lil Wheezy, Wheezy F Baby. Yeah, yeah. Please don't forget those... the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the love of please, God, please. Or Old Dirty Bastard and uh, what was his other one? Super Baby Jesus or whatever. Big Baby Jesus. Big Baby Jesus, there it is. And uh, Dirt McGirt. Dirt McGirt, yeah, As he's kind of he had a, he had a couple of different um, yeah. nom de plumes, as it were. You get your M and M's and Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady goes by his real name, and he's got the two other. But that again, those are all persona related, you know. Whenever he does the more horror core stuff, it's Slim Shady stuff, you know. Oh, I yeah. see. It's kind of like a MF Doom thing that he's exactly. rapping his different characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Characters. I'm into that. I'm into that. Pretty cool. Um, they're they're bad. They're all bad though. But it's cool that he has them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Are there any other ninja related movies? What would feature musical tie-ins? Because hmm. I'm I'm trying to think of Beverly Hills Ninja. I don't think I don't think that did. Three Ninjas Kick Back. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think they had a track on that. Let's see. Oh, Eric Andre is uh, turning a rapper ninja warrior. Rapper warrior, rapper warrior ninja into a TV show. I don't know what that is. Rapper warrior ninja. Yeah. Eric Andre. Yeah. I guess rapper warrior ninja is uh, one of his skits. Oh, that's 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 the that's the man from the memes. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he has, he has a plethora of memes. When he shoots Hannibal Burris. Yes. Let me in, etc. Mm-hmm. Let me in. What's the? Uh... I feel like, well, there's like Romeo Must Die and those ones with DMX. They're like ninja related, but they've got Jet Li. Yeah, that's martial arts and rapper related. Martial arts and rap. And then there's like, there's like five of those. I'm pretty sure they all have DMX in them and they all have Jet Li in them. I'm pretty sure. That was a weird trend, wasn't it? There's, I mean, that's, that's debunkable, but. Ja Rule, I believe, was in Romeo Must Die. Okay, so Ja Rule and Romeo Must Die and then DMX was in Cradle to the Grave. Mm-hmm. And then he was in a... Is that the one with Steven Seagal? I think that one, I think that is. I think DMX did one with Seagal. I don't know. There's a lot of these thing, dang things, though. Because Aaliyah's in one of them. Yeah, she's in uh, Romeo Must Die. Okay, that's what Classic I thought. Classic flick. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was, a, that was a wild time. Everybody in leather jackets. Um, a lot of fighting in, in wet warehouses. Romeo Must Die, also DMX. Oh, Wow, got me. I didn't see a lot of these uh, kung fu ninja style movies. I'm they're a blind spot. So well, that these are these are not that. <laughs> these are these are a different. These are their own thing. This is um, this actually. I I worked at Blockbuster for a brief time um, when these things were really popping. Now I feel like that if you mentioned like rap martial arts subgenre, we did mention ODB, but you'd be remiss not to mention Wu Tang, who's uh, obviously like their whole shtick is like martial arts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. movies of the seventies and those like grindhouse flicks, Sonny Chiba movies. What was the one that they did? The the Man with the Iron Fists. 
Oh yeah, uh, the RZA directed the Man with Iron Fists. There we go, and and, that was and the wild movie, uh, kind of preceded by one of the most legendary video game crossovers, the Wu Tang Shaolin style PlayStation game. Oh yeah, I love that game. ODB was the he did the the uh, drunken boxing, drunken or, boxing style. Yeah, maybe some of the worst gameplay on any fighting game, but super fun. It was very satisfying because it was one of those fighting games where it was like, if you knew the right combination, there's literally nothing that anyone can do against you. <laughs> like, I think ODB has a thing where he like, he would like roll over and then kick upwards and it would knock you into the mm-hmm. air and you could just continually do that and they could never land. Yeah. Not not exactly a, a balanced experience. The same thing happens in the Star Wars game, Masters of Terras Kazi. Where, yeah, where you, if you do the Darth Vader, he has like an upswing with his lightsaber, it knocks you into the air, and he could just continually do that until you die. It's the least fun thing to happen to you, and the most satisfying thing to be able to accomplish. I believe, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe those were made by the same uh, developer, but I will not check it, and I refuse to check it. Come at me. I won't check it either. I'm with you. Solidarity. You comment, if you're out there listening and you know for a fact that that's untrue, then you need to hit us up at Pod on Twitter and at Nerdoplexy at gmail.com. I'm going to at you right away because I was pretty sure looking at Masters of Terrace Kazi, it was going to be a LucasArts, the developer, and I'm pretty sure that the Enter the 36 Chambers was not There's no way to know unless someone gets at me at Nerdoplexy Pod on Twitter. There's just no way to know. But I'm not sure that, that LucasArts worked with the Wu-Tang Clan on that one. Would be surprising, but... My my thing is, I mean, like, Jizza and Ghostface were not sitting fucking crunching code, is what I'm trying to tell you here. I think there's a crossover. I think there's a... Listen. Activision and Midway. But there's no way to find out. Yeah. We should cut all this out. Just, there's just no way of they're knowing who did that game. They're the same. Activision and Midway were the same companies. We should so cut that eventually. Out yeah, Activision and Midway aren't they related? If they're not the same, no, yeah, they they're the people who produced uh, the Wu Tang game. Oh, okay. But Lucas Arts okay. did. So the same the people Star who did Wars Mortal game. Kombat then did yes Wu Tang. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's insane. In in that game, Raekwon the chef would um, kill you by putting you in a big pot. Yeah, that and, was and good. Cooking, that was a good finisher. You up like a stew. I, and I feel like you, God, had like those, his eyes lit up. Rizzo was like a ninja and he had like two swords and he would like kind of do a little fricassee movement, I believe. We have to mention too, though, Method Man has a very big hammer in that game. <laughs> <laughs> as, as he's known to, to wield in real life. So it's uh-huh. just one of those things where, you know, that was kind of a no brainer for them to give him that gigantic hammer. <laughs> He actually, I mean, you can't get a picture of him without the giant no. hammer. So they already had the assets. <laughs> and it's it's very similar to Mjolnir, just to tie it all back into into the more nerdy aspect of it. That Method Man really is the only one who can who can wield that hammer. It's very uh, honor. A different set of stipulations, but yes. um, yeah, similar idea. You have to be uh, too high. I think the, who's it's not who's the worthiest it's who's the dankiest the sticky ickiest yeah it, it's it's how it, that's that was the joke I was trying to make it's it really depends on how high you are because how high is the method man movie with red man to tie it into the movie aspect of this all it's a good movie yeah it's a very movie funny. 
it's, it's it's funny. It's not you know. It's not we we find ourselves in that same conversation on almost every single one of our episodes where it's like, is it good? I don't know. It's that's maybe maybe not. Is Citizen Kane good? I, there's a lot of people who think not, but they're not realizing probably the the impact in. We've talked about this before for sure. The impact mm-hmm. of have. the uh, yeah right of the of the uh, art direction. The same thing isn't necessarily true for a dark man. Is Darkman good as a movie? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Sam Raimi does some ch- cool tricks, and the story is like, didn't put me to sleep. Uh, but would a film critic think so? I think we probably figured that out on the episode, and the answer is no. They don't think there's a whole lot of vil- validity to that style of theatrics, that cinema. Well, you know, we, we, we tend to appreciate things that are at least interesting, something I ha- we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you're, you're, you're doing something. You have an idea that... Whether or not you can accomplish that idea, I, I don't care. But it just having the vision, exactly. And in that way, these are all, these movies are all like Citizen Kane in that they require some form of novelty to be appreciated. Now, is that novelty always uh, widely uh, well received? No, but or appropriate, or appropriate, or <laughs> or even is it sometimes even any good? And the answer is sometimes no. But they're trying something. An attempt was made. And a lot of money usually goes behind that attempt. Yes. So it's, it's a, a gamble was taken. So I, I appreciate that. That's true. That's true. To counterpoint that the movie that we just watched, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret Views, is the exact opposite of that. It's the shortest. They wanted to make the thing with no vision at all the shortest right down the middle pitch there ever what was. And I feel like they they got there. I feel like they accomplished that in in a kind of way that, uh, like, Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Is it a good movie? No. It, is it a perfect popcorn blockbuster to go sit a, in the summer and see and, like, sit in the theater and watch? Yeah, absolutely. It's in, incredibly perfect. Is it good? No, but it's doing its thing. Being in our early to mid-30s, watching a, uh, Secrets of the Ooze brings up a lot of, like, you know, good feelings that we had as children that, say, a podcaster of advancing age, a someone in their, their 50s, a, um, sorry, a film critic in their 50s, or somebody, not that I consider myself a film critic necessarily, uh, somebody who's, who's much older does not have any ties to Vanilla Ice or the Ninja Turtles. I think that I derive a lot of my joy in this particular movie from that that feeling of nostalgia and that familiarity with the characters that I grew up with. Yeah. After we we were, we did this record, I was kind of thinking of what exactly the nostalgic kind of experience that I I recalled it being cuz like I think I mentioned it was this was like a in the background movie for me, but I realized what this movie is perfect for and kind of what it was um missing tempo wise and what it's missing is commercial breaks Mm, this movie was edited with commercial breaks in mind so i think if you you cut about a half hour out of the movie you slot in three or four um little breaks in the action the tempo would be perfectly balanced um I think you're right. If the studio had any balls, they would have put the commercial breaks in the movie. <laughs> in the movie. In the movie, yeah. That's some, yeah, that's some real hellscape stuff there. Just Pizza Hut ads nonstop. Mm. Well, Turtle wax in, ads. In all reality, there were, there were ads throughout the whole entire thing. Well, yeah. They just weren't explicitly yeah. pauses for ads. Same could be said for almost any Hollywood movie, though. And I, I always, like, I can't help but notice when I'm like, oh, they're eating Lay's. 
Oh, there's a Coca-Cola can. It's weird how perfectly pointed that Heinz ketchup bottle is. It's yeah. so it's so rarely <laughs> subtle where you just have to know what they're drinking or eating. They always have to tell you for sure, like, here it is. Yeah. I, d- I do prefer Let's myself. Uh, Let's, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like Lay's should there... still p- pay for those <laughs> because it makes me think, think of Lay's and makes me want to eat chips. I think um, there there was some a lot of marketing in here, and there was also my favorite part. It was not marketing so much. It was the targeted propaganda, um, the anti-Domino's propaganda <laughs> in this movie was uh, pretty great as well. Uh, oh, oh shit! That was the first one. Damn. Damn. Was it? That was Damn. also the first one. Damn. <laughs> A little too first one. Right. A little too early. <laughs> I got uh, I got a little bit of listener mail from out in the wild. Some some live takes recently, the, uh, Sam. In reference to your um, news segment, Barry Porter. Oh, that's that's catching on. Yeah, it's catching on. You're receiving rave reviews. <laughs> it's catching wildfire, man. <laughs> yeah, it's catching like uh, gonorrhea. Ah. Mm. Um, hmm. Burns on your pee. Yeah, it's mm. always a funnier joke if I didn't have it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> just kidding. Your parody porner is catching on. Everybody's loving it. Uh, I, I'm guessing there's not too much we can touch on for this particular episode. We really kind of um, uh, wrung that well pretty dry, so to speak. But we can probably do just a quick <laughs> parody parody porner mini edition there's a nice clip where they talk about the secret of the ooze pass me some pizza do you want it with pepperoni i've already got a pepperoni it's long and green and it's in my pants rocksteady and bebop decided to stay home because they were too Horny. We're gonna show you the secret of the ooze. The secret of the splooge. Prepare to get cut. You've already been cut down there? By our teenage mutant ninja rabbi. And a huge part of our, con- like maybe 45 minutes to an hour when we actually recorded was talking about turtle penis, and that's in the song. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, we neglected to uh, we neglected to put the parody porner intro music in on that episode should have now as i'm thinking makes all the sense in the world it really was a parody porn right there i have a feeling in the uh, actual 10 inch mean into turtles that it is not a cloaca or else that would be very that would be very disappointing <laughs> for yeah, some people no, for some yeah, weird subsection of people that that only like porn <laughs> to be a parody of a movie that they like well, it means a little bit more when you're, you know, it's characters you, you already have a history with, you can relate to. Is that it? Because I was just going to say, who are these for? <laughs> who are they for? I was still shocked at how recent, like, the references in that trailer you sent were. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's... It, they just, I just that's a new movie. It's, that's Well, insane. in the last 10 years, yeah. But I just don't understand. I, I don't want to dig into the psyche of somebody who seeks out that type of movie. I think we might have talked about this and, like, cut out more than we left in on the Adams family episode but the first thing when you google Wednesday Adams the drop down is how old is Wednesday Adams ooh uh, yeah 
Right, and it's so <laughs> gross. So that's the subsection maybe is like people that are like, yeah, but if she were 18 – then then that's something I could fi- I could work with. And then they make these movies where they are 18. Uh, Is that I, it? I think it's... No, I think it's... Okay, I think it's two things. One, I think it is specific characters, you know, like like a like a Jessica Rabbit scenario that are, um, you know, somewhat stimulating to people. Or I think it is... I think, and we do mention a heyday of the the movie rental or like the selling a hard copy kind of thing where it's just like oh here's the here's this goofy thing kind of like i think it's in like the white elephant a kind of gift zone where this okay. is this is a thing that does not uh serve any practical value but when you look at it for a second you go ah it's pretty funny yeah that, <laughs> but it but it's too recent it came out after movies stopped being rented it no it, pain, it pains me to say that it's that they go to great lengths after Ooh, you know, to, to make to that joke to, to drive that home so to speak uh rather than just doing like a trailer which could be like hey that's funny it's a funny idea but they really make the whole movie yeah they do they do that but i also think you can you can get um uh money to make a film where people are having sex in i think that's just always kind What's of a the short thing. ceremony for adult films i know there is one I wonder there if that's is one. its own sub thing, and then that's why. Parody. So I'm sure there's a best parody. Well, it's just kind of like a classic. It's kind of like a classic category now, and and there is a desire for that. And I think a lot of people, like I said, have you know characters that they can relate to. So you know, it adds an extra level of uh, connection to the uh, erotic video itself. You get an extra layer because you. Have your head cannon built up where if if Raph and fucking April O'Neil are hooking up finally in your head, like, <laughs> yes, I the word I finally get came too easy to you. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I feel like there that's that's Reed's thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, as 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 previously noted, I'm a Donatello guy. I, but I think that there's also appeal for, say, a writer to say, I don't really have any ideas, but somebody else already did this thing that's pretty big. If I just barely change the names to something like kind of funny, then I can basically just put my name on somebody else's paper. Yeah, I mean, it's already written. You know, you have the setup and people already know because, you know, if you're if you're in for the Pirates of the uh, Caribbean XXX version, like the ass Pirates of the Caribbean, if you will. Yeah, you will know Johnny Depp. You you know you know Orlando Bloom. So yeah, you you can just cash in on that um, just by proxy. Pirates of Kara's B Cup. Kara's B Cup. That okay. one's too much of a stretch. I That's think. what I'm going for. Oh man. <laughs> no, I um yeah, I really didn't have anything for the parody point of this time. So it's it's funny that we've now talked about it for fifteen Carol-ween. minutes. Carol Yes. Pirates Carol- of Carol- Carol-ween. Carol-ween. No, I don't like that. Pirates of the Peen, Pirates of Pe- Pirates of Peen's Ants. Oh, there it is. That's a very different one, but it's a different one. But I mean, I think I, I think if you're making a parody of either of those, it's going to turn out relatively the same. So that was parody porn. <laughs> All right. So that <laughs> never mind. I just thought of one. And it's, Boy, that's it's a... very bad. <laughs> it's Pirates of the Caribbean five. No, really. Dead men tell no tales. Yeah, no, that's a... (laughs) But that was just for you guys.
<laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Well, thank you for that little glimpse behind the curtain, Sam. <laughs> well, no, because you're saying that. Again, you always do this thing where it's like, now, now I feel like you're now framing it for the episode. <laughs> we already ended the parody <laughs> corner. It was over. <laughs> All right. Well, we yeah, we have ended it. And I'm guessing we're probably coming back from a little break here at some point. But let's move on to the next segment. Talk about what we'll be watching for next time. The next movie I am excited to announce you dirty nerdies. Get ready. This is going to be a wild ride. We will be talking about Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles. I love this movie. It's time to make an appointment, Scalpel. It'll be good for your health. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Oh, oh sorry. The doctor's ill. Say, <laughs> how about a free examination? Get ready to take your medicine. If you think that's bad, when you get my bill? I hope you have protection. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Giggles. It's a good thing I make house calls. Bring it on. I yeah, I never heard of it before this, um, before our recording, and I was not disappointed. So, of the movies where we say watch it or don't, and then check out the episode, this one you should definitely seek out. I would yeah, I I would advise you to seek this out, uh, just for any any old person. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's shocking that more people aren't like talking more about this movie because it is buck wild. It really is. It, it, did, did you watch this one? I, yeah, I watched it when you guys were recording, um, way back when I love it. I've watched it twice since then, since I really like that movie. I'm excited to get into it. So be sure to check that out. For the next episode, um, but until then, uh, we have uh, actually some some movies have just come out. A lot of movies are now starting to be released into the wild. Some have been held uh, for a while, and some are just coming out uh, kind of naturally. One I just watched, I, I watched it on HBO Max. It's also in theaters now. The Suicide Squad. Or Suicide Squad? I don't know what this one is technically called. What the James Gunn Suicide Squad? Yes, in James Gunn, in James Gunn fashion, works with a lot of people. He worked with in uh, everything he's ever done. Mm-hmm. He works with uh, what's that dude's name? Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Yeah, okay, so he he works with Michael Rooker again, uh, who is in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He works with everybody's in this one. A lot of Marvel people show back up. Uh, not as Marvel people, obviously, but. A lot of folks getting included in a whole different set of residual checks. Good for them. Man, I got to tell you, I haven't finished it. I've watched an hour and a half out of the two hours. Very long one, this this bad boy. And I am thoroughly enjoying it. The chemistry between Idris Elba and John Cena is just fantastic. Idris Elba, very... I don't. We don't really get to see him comedically a lot. He was on The Office as a very serious role as like definitely the straight man, and, and it's it's a lot of fun to poke at the the very handsome, imposing character, and then you know the laugh is that how serious he is. But in this one, he's he's a very serious, but b very funny. Yeah, he's 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 playing in the space a little bit. It's this one's real tongue and cheeky. This mm-hmm. one, it's got that tongue right all oh, so far in that cheek. But it, it is, I, I don't, I, I, there's nothing about this movie that I dislike. I agree with you. John Cena is putting on a show here. He's so funny. 
I can understand why he was going so uh, hard for this character now in like interviews and stuff because he would show up in Peacemaker like the outfit and the helmet and do the interview as Peacemaker. Just seeing John Cena in shorts is funny. He would have to do nothing (laughs) but put shorts on to make me laugh. And he wears a really short polo. Yeah, and he just dresses like a regular human. And it is just funny to see like people like this. Because if you saw if you saw a man like John Cena or Dwayne The Rock Johnson or, or somebody like this on the street, like you, that's I don't know. They just I can't imagine them living a daily life, like having to like run to Aldi real quick to grab some more fucking blueberries or something. Well, they pay somebody to do that. I know, but I'm just saying. Um, also, do you think John Cena can touch his own butthole? Can he wipe his is his do his muscles prevent him from touching his butt? No, but he can touch yours. <laughs> and that's why we keep watching him. The threat. Uh, yeah, he's very good. It's enjoyable. Uh, if you can watch on HBO Max, do that. I don't. I don't think heading to the theater is going to add too much to this. Maybe not threat. Implication. <laughs> it's it's broken up again. It, this is a new DC style I don't hate. It's broke up into kind of little chapters, mm-hmm. which is fun. And it's very, I don't know, it's very comic booky in a good way. And it's it's a very particular type of, dare I say, like Deadpool humor kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, not self-referential, but not, it's not like fourth wall breaky, but it is, it is kind of meta in a strange way. Uh, Margot Robbie, she's really doing it. Her, um, I, I can see why they DC is kind of revolving their their new universe around her, and I think that's a smart play uh, because um, I, I know a lot of people didn't like Birds of Prey, but I thought it was great. I think her Harley Quinn is a lot of fun. It's not. I don't think her Harley Quinn has any relation to any uh, car- incarnation of that character so far. She's just basically a Fast and Furious style superhero in that like she cannot be killed and it always wins and she's got half of an accent um, yeah she's got yeah, one half, of, <laughs> one one half accent. of one accent which i i got no problem with she crushes it no yeah yeah there's a there's a scene right towards the middle she gets um like a, a, a i'll say it just a pretty woman style scene that ends uh perfectly it's um, it, a lot is going to catch you off guard on first viewing but i guess saying that might make you be on guard more if you hear this first. So maybe nothing will catch you off guard because I've warned you. I don't know. This this movie's a hard R for sure. They earn their R rating. It, well, in like you're saying, Sam, like they uh, things will catch you off guard or they won't catch you off guard because there's so much stuff. But it's 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 in a way like something we talked about not that long ago. And I think you should leave where you're not really in on it until it's too late. And you're like, what even just happened? Yes, I think that's accurate. Yeah, it's it's got its own it's got its own vibe, and it the vibe is consistent. And I mean, it is entirely possible if you watch five minutes of this and you're like, "Well, I do not care for this," then just just bail right there because that it gets it gives you exactly what it promises up front for two hours exactly. Yeah, it's very graphic. Also, Sam, you're you're one hour, an hour and a half in. It's about to. It, there's a, a fun uh, little turn in the final chapters here that is quite a hoot. I mean, the char- the characters in this. Uh, I feel like I'm redlining here. Sorry. The characters in this are just like a just a real blast. Everyone's really. Mm-hmm. Everyone is on the same page, and that's that is what's really helpful about it. Uh, that being said, I did not see the first Suicide Squad, and and actually, I will say I have no intention of ever seeing it. I liked it. It was a fun popcorn movie. It wasn't, a, I wouldn't say it's a good movie. I'll never say it's a good movie, but it was, 
there were some funny spots in it. There were some decent effects in it. It was all right. I'm not going to say you should watch it, but it was all right. I think I think it got a lot of hate because Jared Leto acted like he did, um, but it's mm-hmm. not like he chose to do that. He was told to do that, and then he wasn't in a ton of it when it finally came out, so it didn't really take that much away. I don't know. It, he, his character was really annoying. The The Joker shouldn't be that edgelordy, even if that's how he is in the comic. Yeah, and there was just there was just too much of that in the trailer and in all of the discussions where I was like, like the big, the big sell there was like, Oh, he was, he did it method. And he was like sending like dead rat co-stars sending like dead rats to his co-host and they like tattooed each other. It's like, so the trailer had more Jared Leto than the movie did. Yeah. But he was just so cringy. He, he super was. (laughs) And, but everything else that wasn't Jared Leto was fun. There were a couple of fun twists in it. It was, it was a real, they thought this was going to start a series feeling to that movie. There was a ton of exposition in it, so that's why it did. It wasn't well received, I think. I think. Um, I think this this next one though. Um, it, uh, then you should you should absolutely check this one out, Dave, because I think they they I think there's some characters here that they could launch some stuff off of. If not, maybe another full movie. Um, absolutely, like an HBO Max series or something like that. I think would be a great zone for a lot of these characters. Do you know who voices King Shark? Reed? No, I do not. Who is it? Sylvester Stallone. Oh my goodness! Awesome. Is there anything better than knowing that now? That surely um, spreads a whole new light uh, on it. King Shark, guys. I mean, you if you, you know this already, but you're gonna love this guy. You're gonna love this big shark. He's so good. <laughs> he's, he's very good. This is zany. This is, I think, more. This is almost like a cartoon. This is uh, less like a comic movie or even a comic book, and it feels it feels like very. Uh, cartoony to me. The only thing the I've way. ever seen of Suicide Squad, so it's going to make it sound like maybe disingenuous that I have any commentary on it at all. But uh, I watched the Warner Brothers animated movies, mm. and it it matches the tone of those pretty perfectly. Where it's 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 completely insane, but they know how insane it is, uh-huh. and they're they're really playing in the space. Well, I mean, if that's the case, I haven't watched all those. I think I've seen I think I've seen one, but I have read a lot of suicide squad books and the the tone of the books is is pretty well matched by those shows um almost always if not the the look or the style like kind of the vibe is always there so right i think that's a a pretty close comparison that madcap vibe yeah i'm excited to watch it yeah i think it's i think it's worth a watch i wouldn't pay if you've got hbo max for sure um if it's in the theater just wait (laughs) <laughs> Just wait and watch it some other time. I don't think you need to spend 15 bucks on this guy. Seems fair. I'm down with that. I have HBO Max, so I'm going to just watch it there. Ch- check it out while it's on there for sure. Sitting on a 91% on the tomato meter. Tomatometer. 84% audience score. Uh, all I will say is Weasel is great. Nathan Fillion, <laughs> he's also in this. He's great. Yes. All of your favorite characters, Weasel, Weasel. and Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Savant. Javelin. TDK. Polka Dot Man. He's very good. S- steals the show at times. Very, this is a weird one. I like it. Um, I'm hoping to see more kind of zany movies in this uh, light. That was DC's big problem. They were taking themselves too seriously and everything. Well, that's the that's the uh, the pitfalls of great success with Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, okay, let's keep doing that times a million. And there's so many DC properties that do not lend themselves to that gritty real life thing because they're absolutely 
wild. Well, because I mean, they're so they're so mythical and huge and outsized. When you try to like make them small and gritty, it doesn't it doesn't feel right or um, normal. Right. Batman got away with that because it was that's kind of his whole vibe. Yeah, right. And it's uh, it's confined to one city. It's not like global. Whenever he's getting started, you know, comics are inherently goofy. And kind of stupid. And Marvel has tread like a fine line making some of their, uh, while avoiding a lot of their goofiest stuff, while getting in some pretty goofy business. And they're they're really exploring the space now, but it's taken them, what, 20 years to get to like magic and like just like actual kind of space bullshit. It took a long time to get there. DC is inherently more, more out there and less based in reality. And that's always been to their success mm-hmm. because the she's got a, a flying jet and a magic lasso like just just be that it don't i i don't need real world parallels just let flash go real fast and green lantern like punch people with giant green fists and be allergic to yellow for some reason <laughs> yeah that's fine that's fine because none of it it's all like that it's all in a, a fantastical sense and it doesn't need to be grounded in reality and i think slowly but surely um like Shazam I think was a good example where they were and in like Aquaman where they just said, screw it. Let's just go for it. Big and stupid. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have been successful. Fans like these things. Fans know that it's like Aquaman in it, in itself in a capsule is a stupid idea. You don't need to make it make sense for us. We like it already. Just give it to us. That's what I got. So like, I don't need any more intro movies for DC characters, you know? No, just give us media res. I don't care. What's his deal? Oh, he talks to fish. Yeah, Chill exactly. as hell. Fine. Oh, he go he he go fast. He's a he's a robot man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all I need. Tell me. Let's let's do some stories. Okay. So this next one uh, is Dark Horse, not a DC. It's kind of a DC now. Doctor Giggles. There's a companion comic out there. Talk about talk about grim dark baby. That will be fun next time. Yep. And I've already got my parody pointer prepared. Oh no. Wow, I am uh, increasingly terrified. <laughs> You've given me way more power than I should ever have. <laughs> you validated me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this. I let you in. And in that way, you failed so many people. Yeah, this is a real like Dracula situation. I've, I've invited you into, <laughs> into all of our collective ears. And now this is the burden. It's the price we must pay. So get ready for that. Dr. Giggles, next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, follow, subscribe. Do all of those things to pump us up on the internet. We're pretty responsive. We will get back at you. Thank you to our subscribers who are subscribing at that monthly level. You could be one, too, for just five bucks a month. Uh, you can pick a movie that we will make a bonus episode of and play on the air. There's also bonus levels. Heck, if you if you subscribe at the $10 a month level, you can pick a movie and then be a, uh, a co-host on that movie that's something you're interested in or you know i don't know we'll do something for like an hour and a half that you want i don't know what do you want us to do for 50 dollars a month go on okay (laughs) no i'm just kidding i don't know (laughs) yeah everything prepared but you could pretty much do anything (laughs) you could pretty much do anything you can have all of our beefed out segments for 50 dollars a month so when sam said all those just terrible things terrible things they can have that all for 50 bucks a month yes 
Almost. Some of the tapes deleted themselves. Yes. Uh, but hit us up at Nerdaplexy Pod on Twitter and let us know what benefits you'd like for the $100 a month subscriber level. <laughs> a tote bag. We'll make one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kidding me? We'll customize you a tote bag. Oh, yeah. We can make that happen for you. And uh, get in touch with our social media manager, Dave, and he'll let you know. Uh, how to make that work? He's at his. He's helming the Nerdaplexy Twitter account. He's also at at the face of Dave on Twitter. If you want to see some real stupid stuff, that's where I am. At least it's not weird ass things anymore. No, no more weird ass stuff. Just the regular stuff. Excellent, Sam. Working on friends. I'm very technically at pgh underscore svh. Indeed, I'm at pgh underscore read. Check it out. Page, so I got some some music going up. Let me know what you think. Check us out next time for Doctor Giggles. And until then, we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder: King Shark. What do you think his downstairs looks like? <laughs>